Visionaries, creative geniuses, modern day renaissance men. These are not the words that people who know Luke and Jorge would use to describe them. They are best friends, shameless connoisseurs of the basic and the niche, and most importantly, two guys just being dudes. Welcome to Bad Jokes and Semi-Wisecracks with Luke and Jorge. Hey, I got an idea for the intro for the podcast. Okay, what is it? So instead of us just saying like, hello, what if we did like a jump scare? So like the little intro ends, and then we say something really scary like, boo, or like, climate change or something. <laughs> and then and then it's like really scary, you know, so people are like, ah. What about like a Wilhelm scream? Okay. Just the, just like, <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. Okay. So so we have the little bum 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 bum, and then do you want me to just go for it? Yeah. Okay. And then the people are like, "Oh no!" And then we could just and then we could just start. Okay. Hi, just like that. <laughs> okay, uh, I I did the scream twice, so we can just cut to when we when we go in. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> did you like the jump scare intro? Yeah, we, we re- I really screamed there. You did, <laughs> at least once. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't give away my secret, Luke. Ooh, is, is oh. it a secret? It's yeah, a secret. Uh, it's, it is a secret. Oh, shh. You just ruined my secret. Uh, I'm so sorry. Dude, uh, Can you ever forgive me? <sighs> what do I have to do to make it up to you? Well, it would help if you told me your name. Oh, my name is Blue Danube. <laughs> my name is Filthy McNasty. Ah, uh, excellent. You Blue, know, it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Filthy. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest. I didn't have a name until you asked me that, and it says the word blue on your mic stand, and that's how we got here today. Well, you're giving all my secrets away. <laughs> that one was my own secret. <laughs> hey, isn't that a song from like when we were middle schoolers? Something, some all my secrets away. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I do. I don't remember who it's by. Me neither. No. <laughs> I bet you it's just called like Secrets. Oh, it's Secrets by One Republic. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a uh, yeah. That's copyrighted. We can't play that. Mm. Mm. But we could sing it. I, I yeah. Uh, 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 all my secrets away. away. <laughs> 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 that's how the song goes. That's how the song goes. Yeah. Should we make it a jazz? Ooh, yeah. Scuba do ba ba do the jazz and jazz away. Secrets, secrets away. But a pump, but a pump, but a ba. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome my to name the is podcast. Blue Danube. <laughs> and my name is Filthy McNasty. Uh, it is. It's so good to see you. It's it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. So a needle pulling thread. A needle pulling thread. Yes. Uh, but will it pass through the eye of a needle? <laughs> um, only if it like puts its arms and legs together and just kind of, you know how like you go down a water slide? Kind of like that. Oh, oh yeah. so you got to be ready. Yeah. Okay. How have you been, filthy? <laughs> <laughs> you did this. I, I did this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so many things have happened in the world and uh, we're not going to address most of them. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. That would... We only have an hour, so like it's hey, it's an hour. It's an hour. <laughs> it's an hour. Uh, please don't sue us, uh, Mon Mulganey. 
Get on the pod. Get on the pod. Mon Mulganey. That's his name. Yeah. That's it's weird that that that's a, a, a parent would name a child that. Right. Ah, my little Mon. My little oh, mon. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. There's an audio <laughs> clip of me saying that now in the world. Uh, yeah, and I'm the one in charge of <laughs> editing it. What uh, what's on your mind? Um, what things have you? What things have I? Well, I have um, since we last spoke, I helped some some students sing songs in a musical, and that was very fun. Ooh, that I you know I heard about that a little bit. I saw some photos on the social medias. Yeah, um, I'm really happy for you. It sounds like y- y'all did a really fantastic job. Thank you. It was very fun. It was live streamed, and we had so instead of having like a live audience, we just had all the techies and me and the other directors and stuff. We were in the audience, and then we were miked because uh, it, it was like really awkward to have like no cheering. So we would just like cheer really loud into the mics, so that way it would feel more like. Some people were there. That's that's really funny. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I uh, since I last talked to you, uh, I was in a different city. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You took me to the airport. <laughs> I did. I did. It was early in the morning. I, I got on a flight with 140 seats, and 30 of those were filled. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. Did you have room to like sprawl? I did. I didn't sprawl though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, feel, I always feel guilty in every <laughs> space that I'm in taking up too much space. You didn't put your hat on its own seat? No. Oh. Um, I'm glad I got on the plane with so many so little seats, though, because I meant I could put stuff in the overhead. Because I'm always worried when I have a thing to put on the overhead that I won't be able to fit it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never flown with a, like an electric guitar before, and I did this time, and uh, I was so nervous. And so I'm glad that that worked out. Uh, it was also nice to not be next to anybody because I, you know, COVID and all that. Right. The coronavirus. Uh, wash your hands, get immunized, but also be careful. And right. I, I'm glad I was this. Yeah, but I was. Yeah, I was, in, I was in, in a city. It was fun. That is all I will say. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm glad that you had a good time. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Thank, also. Thanks for driving to the airport. You're welcome. And I'm glad that you're back. Me too. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Has anything else big happened in your life since last we spoke? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I've been working. Uh, I've been talking to you. Whoa. Yeah, that's big. That is that is big. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Big talking. I'm glad we're making space, making time for this in our schedules and our busy, busy schedules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has anything big else happened in your life since we last talked? Um. Oh, yes. Today, uh, we are recording this on a Friday. Last Sunday, so like five-ish days ago, I have made the choice to try out the life of being a vegetarian. Ooh. Pescatarian. Pe- Pescatarian. Well, congratulations on your new religion. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been what, like five days, and it has truthfully not been very difficult. So that's been kind of fun. Yeah, I thought it would be really a, a pain, but it has not been a pain. It sounds like surf and turf nights are going to have to be just surf nights. Yeah, but honestly, like, I've been meaning to learn how to surf, so like <laughs> that'll be good probably for me. Can you so, teach me how to swim? Um, can you teach me how to duggy? <laughs> I, I think this arrangement can be made. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, that's provided that I remember how to swim, which, like, maybe. How long has it been since you were, like, in a pool or in a situation where you could swim? Like, in a pool? Probably not very long, but, like... In a situation where I was like trying to like swim, swim like to to like go fast, it's been a while. Okay. So like I could I could teach you how to not drown and die, but I you're not gonna get anywhere fast under my tutelage. Is that, that a word that I want? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I hope so. We can look it up later, and then if I'm wrong, then then I'll just be wrong forever on the internet. Cool. I'm Amen. fine with that. Yeah. Me too. About this thing. Uh. 
Yeah. Well, all of that being said, you seemed rather excited at the proposition of propositioning. I so will you <laughs> propose to me your proposition? <laughs> I will. I will propose to you your proposition. I often don't propose to you that you propose your proposition to me, but I propose that you propose this proposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I will propose this proposition, and then after I'll propose that you propose your proposition to me. Ooh, so in a way, I am proposing that you propose a proposition to propose that I propose a proposition. I do. Oh, yeah, you we're made in love. me the, the happiest <laughs> man in the world. <laughs> well, not yet. First, we have to like get the license and then like go down to the courthouse, and like my dad will be there with a shotgun probably. And um, right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. So we got we shouts, gotta, like, shouts to Dale. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know if he's actually listened to this. Um, I have a feeling that if he had, he would have told you. <laughs> this is true. I definitely like sent him a link to episode one when we were moving in like whatever month that was. Amazing. Yeah. My mom is listening, though. She's listened to episode two recently. So, hey, mom. It's good to see you. Jude, um, if you're still listening to this, uh, I'm so sorry about what happened to your son. I was <laughs> not involved. Um, He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> For legal reasons, I might have to cut that. <laughs> Do you think this is funny? <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. How did we get here? Anyway, I was proposing a proposition yes. to you. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, that's not. I was gonna say, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, but that's not. That's not what we say. Um, <laughs> Members of the board, filthy shareholders. Have you ever wished that you could run faster? Ooh, all the time. I have a story. <laughs> Great. We'll bookmark that. We'll come back we'll to bookmark that. It, Don't yeah. forget. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have the solution for you. It's a pair of shoes that makes you run faster. But you may say, we've heard that before. We all have a pair of shoes that makes us run faster. But nay, these are different. These are not shoes that you wear on your feet. These are shoes that you wear on your hands, and then you you lean forward, and then you just you just start going on all fours real fast. And because you're on all fours, you have you can go twice as fast because you have twice as many shoes in contact with the ground, and you get all kinds of traction. You can run in the rain, in the snow, in the ice, in the sleet. Whoa, it's a real four-legged drive. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So yeah, um, they are shaped like gloves, but they have rubber soles on the bottom, like okay. a shoe. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna ask about the shape of them. Yeah. So it's like an all-in-one. Like you get comfort. You get your fingers flossed. You get good traction, and and they have laces, so you you have to you have to tie them with your teeth or have a friend because <laughs> you you can tie one kind of with like one hand, but then when you get go to put the other one on, then you're already wearing both of them. So like you gotta. I thought they were shaped like gloves though. They are, but they're not very flexible. Okay. All yeah, right. they're That's like cool. about as flexible as a shoe would be. So you're not Ooh. like you know. What, there's what no a... needle threading with this. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. Velcro. Ooh. I love me. I haven't had Velcro shoes in like a long time. You should get you some. You, sh- I, you should get you some. I should get me some, with like the light up things in them. You know, how, like when you walk them oh, and they light yeah, up. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you ever have those? I did as a as a small child. Nice. Yeah. I can't remember if I ever did, but like people had them. You had yeah, them. Yeah. I had them. <laughs> that what? Do people still have those? Is that like still a thing? They still have those. They yes. do. Okay. Have, yeah. <laughs> I wonder who thought of that. We should have thought of that. Really. That should have been our idea. It convinces kids to walk more. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, isn't that kind of like who who was like guys? I have an idea. Shoes that light up when you walk. Like like I feel like I would never have thought of that before. But well, gloves I guess, that light up when you walk, dude. Okay, new proposition. <laughs> <laughs> this could be part of the same thing. Man. Yeah. So the lights make you go faster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's really 
instead of it just being the shoes for your hands, it's really the whole set. You get a back pair and a front pair, and they all light up. And the faster you go, the more you look like just one streak careening down the path into wherever you're going, be it like the store or like into battle, maybe, Ooh. or wherever you have to go. <laughs> all right, you sold me. Yep. Okay, you said great. into battle, and I was like, all right, I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to ride like a, a horse or a, or a wolf or something. You you just are the wolf horse. <gasps> That's the brand name, wolf, wolf horse. horse. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, it kind of feels like you're saying wolf force, but it's definitely wolf horse. Yeah, or wool force. Like the, <laughs> like the special agents of sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name is double O. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, number is that in sheep speak? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to all the previous ones? Are there other, like in, in real James Bond, is there is there like a double O like three? Wait, is James Bond real? Is he not? Mom? Mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but for real, like, is th- why is he seven? Like, where did that come from? Is there a lore there? Is there a reason why he's 007 and not, like, 001? Or, like, he had, like, a, a predecessor who got, like, iced, and so now he's 002. I need to know. I'm going to Google it after this. I think you should because I. That's a great question. It's not something I'd ever really considered. Me neither. Hmm. Weird. It's been a while since I played Goldeneye. Ah, uh, yes. I don't think I've ever actually played that before. What? That's no, fair. No, I've... that's fair. The graphics are. They don't hold up. Oh. Um. I've also just been a Nintendo-less wonder my whole life. I don't know how th- how you survived. I know. Oh, you know what? That's not true. I bought a Nintendo 2DS once upon a time so I could play Pokemon Ultra Moon. Um, but the 2DS was it was. Uh, I didn't pay very much for it, and there was a reason. Um, so it, when I when it arrived, it it was like in a situation where in order to get it to turn on, sometimes you had to like shake it because I guess there was like a thing inside that like didn't really connect to something else unless you like shook it. So <laughs> you'd have to like push the power button and then shake it, and then sometimes it would turn on. But also sometimes you'd ha- you'd be like doing that like a lot of times to get it to like finally work. And then I didn't even really like the Pokemon game very much. So after all that, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is like fine uh, for a little while. And then I like wonder traded away all my Pidgeys. And then I was like, well, now now what do I do? So anyway, that's my entire experience with Nintendo. Wow. What were we talking about? Um, Wolf, Wolf Horse. Horse. The, the shoes for your hands and feet that light up and make you run fast. So what do you think, filthy and shareholders? Are we sold? Well, I made some suggestions, and you seem to have adopted them immediately. Um, Velcro being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you suggested that they light up, um, so I think that's good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't really see any flaws in this product. All I see are possibilities. Ooh, yeah, like that one soup brand that we won't name because they're not paying us, but we will say their slogan. Mm-mm, good possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you know what, what's the wait? What's the brand? Redacted. Redacted. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll cut that. I'll okay. redacted. I'm gonna insert the word redacted. <laughs> wait, do you need a soundbite of one of us saying the word redacted to stick in there? Well, I just said it. So, and you just said it. Do also. you want to say it in unison? Yeah. Okay. Ready? One, two. Three redacted. redacted. <laughs> okay, we can try that again because okay, yeah. we didn't pick a speed. Okay, okay. Ready? Right. One, One, two, two three. three. Redacted. Reda- <laughs> Jeez, man. I'm sorry, I messed it up. That's all right. It's all good. One more time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Red- redacted. 
Dak De- to <laughs> Uh, okay, that's fine. Redact. I think th- I think that take was great, um, okay. and I'll I'll use it for okay, sure. Great. <laughs> I looked off to the side. I tried the office. <laughs> I tried the gym into the camera, and there's then no I, like, there's no camera. There's no camera. Audio oh, only. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're laughing because uh, I, I pointed at a camera that yeah. was in my room. <laughs> it's it's Jorge's streaming camera yeah. slash other slash stuff camera. I, I wow! I don't like how you said that. Uh, that ooh, that's super I, not what I meant at I, all. I, uh, it's a DSLR that I use to take photos. Um, I'm really good at taking headshots. If you, if anyone needs professional headshots, feel free to uh, email us at lukeandjorgepod at gmail dot com. Nice. But yeah, no, actually, um, so let's let's go back to to <laughs> right. Yeah, Wolf Horse. Uh, Wolf Horse. <laughs> I think it's good. I think yeah, I would I would share my shares with you. Okay, great. Um, my question is, what color would you want your shoes to be? Your wolf horse shoes, because like a space gray. Okay. Um, so that when the when the lights come on, it looks like a spaceship in space, like Ooh. lighting up, and then I feel like I'm running cosmically fast. You are. No, I'm That's running comically fast. <laughs> <laughs> How fast do you have to run for it to be comical? <laughs> wolf horse. Uh, I feel like the slogan should be that's. <laughs> Any speed when I'm running is comical. <laughs> um, but I, I have a slogan for you. Okay. Uh, Wolf Horse, unleash the beast within. <laughs> Isn't that already something? Probably, yeah. That feels like like an Old Spice or something. No, I hate slogan. that. <laughs> no, I don't want deodorant <laughs> to say that. I like it. Yeah. It's definitely better than mm-mm good possibilities. <laughs> the snack that smiles back. <laughs> Wolf horse. <laughs> 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 I like th- that delivery too. It's like the snack that smiles back. Wolf horse. But I'm pump 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 wolf horse. <laughs> You're right. It does kind of sound like wolf horse. Yeah. We should get T-shirts that say wolf horse, and it's just like special agent sheep on the on the shirts. <laughs> I can I can hear in my head the Mission Impossible theme like the banana and just like a sheep rolling around like <laughs> <laughs> when a sheep rolls does it dive roll like a person or does it just kind of like fall to its side and then roll like as if it was like tumbling down a hill yes <laughs> do the feet like kind of come up each time bloop bloop <laughs> and it does like it does like little it's like it's like the it, it's like an, at Windows it, uh, sorry it, the Google Chrome when you boot it up and you're not connected to the internet you can play the little dinosaur game <gasps> yeah. It it does that to jump over the cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Feet engage. <laughs> Just push off. Why are there pterodactyls uh, near the sheep? Good question. Thank you. Uh, we can move on from that. Uh, anyway, so wolf horse <laughs> is a go. Uh yeah. Great. Um let let us but we'll toss this to uh the shareholders. Right. Shareholders, tell us what you think. Uh, will are you willing to give uh, blue your shares for this. If you if you are, share your shares. Sell your wares. Climb those stairs. Forget your cares. Save the bears. Split some hairs. Rend those fares. <laughs> Stack some chairs. Double dog dares. Half eat the pears. Gather your heirs. Feed the mares. <laughs> observe the rares. Repair the tears. And don't forget to share those shares. Wow, that was incredible. <laughs> I can't believe you came up with that on the spot. On the spot. Wow. <laughs> I am a poet. And don't I know it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, wow, that uh, was great. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. I uh. have a proposition for you. 
Yes. I propose that you propose a proposition to me. That is my proposition. I'm on one knee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. Cool. Here is a proposition for you. Great. Have you ever tried... Okay, here we go. I'm going to put this out there into the world. It's kind of a half-baked proposition, so we're going to see where this goes. Okay. Oftentimes, uh, I enjoy playing a certain role-playing game with my friends. Oh, does it have three letters in it? Uh, at least, yeah. Okay, great. The letters, uh, two of them are the same letter. Great. Uh, it's D-N-D. Right, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy playing this game. Um, oftentimes, right now I'm really lucky. I think right now we're really lucky to be in a campaign that meets at a regular time. And, uh, you know, is willing to, everyone communicates really well about when we can and can't meet and stuff like that. Sometimes. <laughs> right. So most y- of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but have you, and I know that the, I know that you have, but have you ever been in a campaign that's like struggled to <laughs> schedule? Yes. Even sometimes when a lot of those people are like around each other a lot of the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's like, wow, it's, is it really this hard to get this like five people in the, all in the room at the same time for like more than three hours? The answer is yes. Yes. Very hard. Yep. <laughs> um, so this is, this is my proposition. Imagine, and, and this could, this could be for other things too, but this was my, this is really what gave me the idea. Imagine, uh, an application that you download onto your phone and it's called clear their schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both excited and afraid about where this is going to go. Imagine you uh you connect with your friends as if it were like a regular social media or you like import your friends from Facebook or Instagram or whatever, right? Okay. TikTok, you know. Uh do you have do you have friends on TikTok? Is that how that works? I've never had TikTok before. Uh if you follow somebody and they follow you back, you become friends and you can like share oh. like you can send each other messages and stuff. That's okay. how I send uh this is this is more informative for you. I think some of our audience base might also learn something, but maybe but, not. I don't know. I didn't know any of that. Now I yeah. know that. So that's when I when I share memes with like others of our friends. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna drop some names, uh, and I'm sorry if you didn't want me to say your name on this podcast. I'm only using your first name. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So like Aiden or Tristan or Max, uh, or Michelle. You know, folks that I follow. Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy. Andy. You all know Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Um, so folks that I follow and follow me back, I can send messages to, and that's like an easy way of sharing TikToks. You, I have to like copy the URL and then send right. it to you. Because I'm a peasant. Yes. You have a flip phone. Just kidding. You, <laughs> you super don't have a flip phone. My first phone was a Razzle. It, really? Yeah. Are you familiar with the Razzle? Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of, like, I feel like every, every time I mention the Razzle, people are like, what's that? But I'm really glad that you knew about it. It had like the little angle on the bottom and the full keyboard. It was great. It was mostly green. Oh, it's great. That's a that's a great phone design. I miss when phones were like funkier looking and had like colors on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like late two thousands cell phones, mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, things that would flip or turn or slide or yes. something. Were yeah, great. I miss like physical keyboards on phones. Yeah, I yeah. oftentimes want to like just tilt my phone to the side and like have a keyboard that I hold on to and like type. Yeah. Out. Ooh, like the slidey up kind where like the screen just like yeah. switches. That wasn't yeah. my first phone was a flip phone, but my second phone was like a sliding up keyboard situation. Okay. Um and I I miss that phone every day of my life. I like I like having a smartphone that, you know, is intelligent and does things and like voice activated and stuff like that. But a lot of the time I'm like, ooh, you know what would make this phone situation better? Uh slide out 
physical keyboard. Mm-hmm. That's what my new proposition. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine on your smartphone that doesn't have a physical keyboard. Uh, you download an app. It connects to your social medias. Um, it, you import your contact information, and then it takes like a couple of days to hack into other people's phones. Oh. And basically, it goes into their calendar and just wipes <laughs> a time that works for you into the schedule of other people who you need to schedule something with. So when you suggest a time and you say, hey, do you all want to play, for example, Dungeons & Dragons? So it could be any TTRPG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but only those. Nothing else like, you know pick up basketball why did i think of pick up basketball <laughs> pick up basketball is not a thing you schedule <laughs> clearly i've played pick up basketball before uh, <laughs> i guess that's why they call it pick up and not like pre-scheduled basketball <laughs> <Pre-scheduled>. <laughs> it's, but it's weird i have in my calendar pre-scheduled basketball <laughs> so i have to go i have a basketball appointment in <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> i'm taking I'm, I'm taking the morning off i have a basketball appointment <laughs> <laughs> But yes, so you you download this app. This app blocks out a, a, a portion of time, and I, I save TTRPG because then you can do like four hours at a time. Gotcha. Carves it into other people's schedules. <laughs> so Forcibly. when you su- when you suggest a time, like, hey, we're gonna meet at six, and people are like, oh, I think I have, oh, I I guess I'm free for four hours. Whoa, <laughs> wow! Is this an invasion of privacy? Mm. It's definitely not good. <laughs> Is it I- intentionally malicious and some would say selfish? Definitely. But does it make <laughs> my life easier? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So this is why I would like to suggest, what did I call it? Clear their schedule. Nice. Can I make a suggestion? Absolutely. What if it only deleted things that were work? Because I'm thinking about like all the things that I have in my calendar and like a lot of it's work, but a lot of it's also not work. And like I feel like I'd be bummed if I missed, like you know, one of my non-work things, but boy, would I be glad if I looked at my calendar and it was like, oh, I don't have work today. Weird. Okay. <laughs> I I think work is a frequent enough thing and a necessary reality for enough people that they would notice if it was like a work thing. But but if if my internet calendar is the end-all be-all of where I should be at any time, then if it's deleted, then it must not be real. W- work can't hurt you if you just delete it out of your calendar. That's really the moral of the story. <laughs> Um, I think you're right. I think you're. I think you're correct here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, I think. I think I would teach. I would program this program, or I wouldn't program. Somebody else would program it. Right. Um, they would program it in such a way that it would only do things that are non-malicious. Okay. You know. Do you have an example of something that is non-malicious? So, uh, I'm not going to cancel your date with, you know, your so. Okay. But I am going to say uh, you don't have to go to that party of that person that you kind of really don't know and you, you won't have anyone else that you know there. Okay, that's fair. I didn't want to yeah. go to that party anyway. Yeah. that's This is hypothetical to all the people that were... Uh, I'm not, <laughs> not trying to diss anybody. Yeah. Anyway. It's funny because I was invited to a party where that could have been the case, but I actually really want to go. Oh. Um, and I don't know that I can. <laughs> oh. We're going to find out tomorrow. Clear your schedule. Clear this. Cr- clear my schedule so that I can go to this party. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. Questions, I, comments, concerns? Uh, concerns? Sure. But we can move up past that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> yep. I know where my priorities are. Thank you, Blue. Yep. You're my boy, Blue. I'm Blue. Dabu dee, dabu die. I'm kind of impressed that we got this far in the podcast without that happening. 
with one of us named Blue. But anyway, um, questions? Yes. How does it like burrow its way into somebody else's phone? So if you're connected to, uh, so it connects to social media and stuff. So it's able to get other people's emails. Okay. Oh, so then they got everything. Cool, cool. Okay. It am uh, so like say you clear my schedule. Am I aware that you've cleared my schedule? No. Okay. Uh, you might be like this is suspicious that I have a exactly four hour gap of time here. Okay. But but it's not like I get like an email notification like filthy McNasty has cleared your schedule for no. four hours on Sunday the twenty fourth. No. Okay. Good. I mean, I guess that would kind of defeat the purpose, right? Yeah. 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 Um, if you have the app and someone else tries to clear your schedule, does it have like a shield? Only if you subscribe to the app. <laughs> okay. Like that's, the paid version? Yeah. That's how we how that's how we make money. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, this all seems like great and with no issues, so I'm on board. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Should we ask the shareholders? Shareholders. Do you want me to? D- are you gonna? D- should I? You c- you could if you want to. Okay. Maybe you should mix them up though a little bit. I, I like the way you're thinking. I'll go backwards. Great. Shareholders, repair the tears. <laughs> Observe the rares. Feed the mares. Gather your heirs. Half eat the pears. Double dog dares. Stack some chairs. Rend those fairs. Split some hairs. Save the bears. Forget your cares. Climb those stairs. Sell your wares, and most importantly. Share those shares. That should be a sound that we have. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something about that. That's yeah yeah, yeah. nice yeah. Google. Um, clear my schedule. Clear my schedule. Dot com. Dot o r g. Dot edu. Dot co. Dot mx. Wait, is that something real? It's Mexico. Oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Shoot. I, didn't, I didn't. I'm so sorry. I'm uncultured and ignorant <sighs> and terrible. Fine. I know. It's the All right. Worst. Mexican Twitter. Roast Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Drag him. Please. I'm glad that we had two successful ideas today. Me too. Not to imply that we like don't have successful ideas most of the time. Sometimes we don't. That's fair. But today was a real banger. And mash. When was the last time you did the monster mash? Is there even, like, a dance to the Monster Mash? Because, like, the whole song is about monsters doing the Monster Mash, but, like, do people know how to do the Monster Mash? This is seasonally inappropriate, but we're talking about it anyway. The Monster Mash is a song about another song called the Monster Mash, which we are told is incredible, but we don't know about. You know what that feels a lot like? The song Tribute. (laughs) By, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Tenacious D. Tenacious D. That's not. I was. That, what yeah, were you thinking? I was thinking the song, the best song ever by One Direction. Oh, which is the same, same situation. Thing. Yeah. yeah. This wow. is the best song ever, but it's not this song. This song is in memory of the best song ever. What this, is weird. It, this is only a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> the Monster Mash. <laughs> the Monster Mash. We should do a um uh, a mashup of songs that are actually about other songs or an EP. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. An educational palisade. Is palisade a thing or is that just a town near ish where I we think live? it's a thing, but I don't I okay. couldn't tell you what it is. Hmm. I could look it up. Do you want me to Google it? Kinda, yeah. I kinda wanna know. Alright, can you what? cover for me? What is a palisade? Yes. So one time I'm talking about thinking again. One time I was walking down the street, um Oh, this is not interesting, but the other day I was biking to work and there's a there's a bridge over over like a little creek. 
when I bike to work on the trail, you know, there's a bunch of prairie dogs. And so I, I was coming down this hill and I was going to go over this bridge and there's a prairie dog like on the bridge. And I was like, that seems like he's lost. Um, and so I was like coming down kind of fast. And I was like, I really hope this guy moves. And he like wasn't moving. So I like slowed down. And then I got up like right next to him before he was like, oh, I guess I should kind of run. And then he looked like he didn't know where to go because, you know, he was like on this bridge. So eventually he like got turned around and like ran down the bridge and like into his hole. But I was like, buddy, like don't stand on this bridge. You're a, you're a burrowing mammal. You need to be able to burrow. So anyway, what kind of animal is this? A prairie dog. Oh, wow. Or yeah. as my lovely girlfriend calls them, a prairie durgan. I call them dead meat. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right, McFly? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I figured out what a palisade is. What's a palisade? So to quote Wikipedia, Ooh, a palisade, dangerous. sometimes called a stake wall or a paling, paling, P-A-L-I-N-G, is typically a fence or defensive wall made from iron or wooden stakes or tree trunks and used as a defensive structure or enclosure. Palisades can form a stockade. So whenever you see like fences or walls that are made out of stakes of like wood or iron. Gotcha. Yeah, often defensive. I, don't, they, I guess they don't have to be. Um, so like decorative? Well, what, why would you have a palisade? If you weren't defending, I'll, sh- I'll show you a picture. Uh, it is, it is. I mean, they do look rather organized, so I'll give them that. But okay, that's a pretty cool looking, uh, like fence design. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can imagine, I can imagine having like an iron palisade that's not specifically defensive, um, though it could be. At this point, though, like, what are you defending from? Right. True. Right. Bears. Bears. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, keep those bears out. Get get those dang bears out of my neighborhood. <laughs> those dang bears. Those dang bears. They, they go on destroying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily we have Eat our... my crops. Wolf horse. So wolf. we can run away from the bears. <laughs> For a second, I forgot what the brand name was. That's why I only buy wolf horse, to keep the bears out of my dang old neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> This feels like you're going to go into an ad for FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> <laughs> FarmersOnly.com. For when you feel a little bit lonely and the corn ain't doing its job no more. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? We might have to <laughs> cut that. No, 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 no. I have so many questions. <laughs> you know, corn is keeping him less lonely. Don't read into this too much, <laughs> too please. Late. I already did. Please. Oh, man. Um, oh. Uh, I feel like we had a bookmark in something from a while back. Do you remember what that was? You had a story. Oh, I had a story because of, uh, uh, have you ever wanted to run faster? Oh, yeah, yeah. You asked the question, have I ever wanted to run faster? And I was like, yes. Right. Um, so do you remember in like the sixth grade, uh, everyone who was in gym had to like run the mile? Yeah. So I, I ran the mile in gym class, sort of against my will. And I was the last kid to finish because I was a little overweight then. It's before I played soccer. Also, before I had the body that I have now, which is also terrible. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't run. I was like 11 or 12, and I refused. Uh, so I kind of couldn't run the mile. It took me 17 minutes to run the mile. Okay. Which is pretty bad. That's, yeah. Yeah, I was the last kid by at least six minutes. Wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I got, I, <laughs> you know... Uh, I, I make this joke a lot about like, oh, that was my nickname in middle school, but I actually got a nickname because of that. Oh, no. 
It was brown lightning. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You know, I feel like I've heard you say that before, and I genuinely thought it was a joke. Oh, no, this is real makes me kind of happy and also very sad. Uh, You know, but then immediately after that, I started playing soccer, and I lost so much weight, and I became significantly faster. I think the fastest mile I've run still wasn't over, or wasn't under seven minutes, Mm -hmm. but, like, I'm happy with a seven-minute mile. Yeah, to cut 10 minutes off your mile time, that's not a lot of people can say they've cut 10 minutes off their mile time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, like, heavily asthmatic kid suddenly lost a ton of weight and was real good at running. <laughs> I was a center mid when I played soccer. I, my average run, like, I would run, like, four miles a game. Wow. Yeah. Which I, for, like, middle school soccer, and then, like, later high school soccer, but I wasn't good at soccer in high school. Mm-hmm. That's why That's why I'm music and theater now. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I kind of played oh. basketball in middle school, and I was real bad, and that's why I'm in music and theater now. Hey. Yeah. Shared drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, shared drama. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's real bad. That's uh. real bad. Do you ever tell your uh, like students about that, about how you thought you could be an athlete and then super weren't? <laughs> so and that's that's why you're here <laughs> where you are now. Well, so anytime I try to like throw something into something, like usually trash into a trash can, I more often than not will miss, and then I'll make a comment about like, oh, that's why I'm a not a PE teacher or something. Um, but I so my my last class of the day, two days a week, is just a homeroom class, and it's only sixth graders and. Um, if I'm being honest, we've kind of run out of things to do because it's toward the end of the year. And so um, they, they have a lot of downtime. And so they like to draw on my board. Um, and so one time they were they were like polling the class, like whether kids um, played sports or not. And I was like, mm. I played basketball in seventh grade. And they were like, oh, you're a basketball something, something. And I was like, well, no, like it was bad. And I was bad. And I never did it again. And they were like, it counts. And I was like, Ma, you're being real generous with this. And then I told them that I played soccer in first grade and like same thing. They were like, "Oh, you're a soccer player." And I was like, "No, no, like no, 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 wrong, no, no. incorrect in so many levels." So yeah, <laughs> haven't played soccer in the like twenty years since. Yeah, that's like probably well, like I guess PE, like you have to sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I like the sports that we played in PE. Like high school PE was the only reason that I got into ultimate like frisbee. Okay, yeah. nice. Um, and I'm like crazy grateful for that. I think playing ultimate has been like so much fun in my life and I don't do it anymore. And I like never really did it in any sort of like very serious time except for like intramural leagues in college. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was bad at it then too, but it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Is that your favorite PE sport? I I think of the PE sports. It was either that or like flag football. (laughs) Okay. Nice. Yeah. Which we we only did like twice before the PE teacher was like, yeah, this is a bad idea. Because <laughs> too many kids were losing teeth and stuff. I think one kid got slightly hurt and he was like, all right, that's enough of that. Yeah. Uh, we also did weightlifting in high school. Okay. In high school gym. Nice. That was uh, like a part of what we did. Again, ton a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, learned a whole lot. Haven't used those skills a ton since. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like I could go back to them if I needed to. I think I talk bad about a lot of gym teachers that I've had in my life because they like, you know, the the oftentimes the stereotypes of a of a gym teacher is not is that you you think of a gym teacher and you're like, this isn't someone who should be teaching gym. Right. This is this feels like someone who hasn't seen a gym in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they're holding a clipboard. And they're holding a clipboard. 
and it's quote unquote the easiest class. Right. But like the amount of effort might like and even this is someone like I sometimes this is how I characterize my high school gym teacher as like this. All things considered though, he put a lot of thought into the stuff that he was teaching. And I, you know, was it my f- absolute favorite class in high school? Absolutely not. Was it, you know, a, a class I think about very often? No. But is it a class that has taught me a, a ton of things that I still carry with me? And every once in a while, a skill comes out of that that I would, like, use in real life? Definitely. That's awesome. It's kind of strange. Yeah. Um, It's one of a, I can definitely name a lot of classes that have taught me a lot of things that I've never actually <laughs> used. That's real. Yep. But, you know, that's fun. Yeah. Do you have a class or anything like that that you're, like, surprisingly useful? Uh, surprisingly useful? Yeah. Um, that is a good question. Can we come back to that? I have a couple of PE things first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when I was in high school, um, we, I took, I, I took three PE classes. We were required to take two, but I took an extra one, like, a, like some kind of beefcake or something. Ooh. Um, that's me. Beefy uh, boy. I'm, I'm a real athlete. Um, so the first one that I took was just like intro to PE, and uh, we played like lots of sports, you know. Um, and I discovered that I'm weirdly good at badminton. Oh, I can believe it. <laughs> so I haven't played badminton, badminton probably since then, but like I, I, I would crush it at badminton in the gym in PE. So that was that's my one PE thing. Um, and then after that, I took two more classes, and they were both it was beginning weight and advanced weights, and so it was just. Like, you know, just lifting weights the whole time. But my high school was, we were on like a block schedule, but not like a regular block schedule. It was a schedule where you would have four classes a day, every day for 90 minutes. And then each class was um, half the like length of the year that it would normally be. So like a year-long class, you would finish in a semester. And then a semester-long class, you would finish in a quarter. So my senior year, in the last quarter of the year, I had advanced weights. And it was in the like first thing in the morning. Um, and so that semester or that quarter i had to like eat breakfast because i like would go to school on an empty stomach and then like be lifting weights and that was a no good time so i figured that out real fast but <laughs> that is the in, that's the best shape that i've ever been in in my life because i was 18 years old i was lifting weights for 90 minutes a day for like eight weeks straight um <laughs> yeah i you could like see my shoulder muscles and stuff um, and then I went to college, and then now I'm this instead. Um, so, but anyway, I I think back to that time fondly, and I was like, wow, I was in good shape for a second there, and now I'm not. So anyway, there's that. Uh, that was I had three. Oh, my last PE thing is subbing for PE classes. So I subbed for a little while before I got like my real teaching gig. Subbing for PE classes was one of the worst things that I ever had to do because I I feel like notoriously the PE teachers that I would sub for the plan was like open gym and so if you have like 30 high schoolers and you just say open gym that's like Lord of the Flies sort of situation like Mm. that's the time that I got hit with like the most pencils and stuff was subbing for PE classes but I will say that my the two PE teachers that I work with now are not that they're very good but anyway those are all my PE things the end the PE saga Luke's P.E. Saga. Luke's Pesaga. <laughs> in three parts. In in three parts. The trifecta. The P. The Pesagecta. That sounds like a weird surgery. That, that, that sounds... You have to have. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, anyway, you asked me a question earlier, and I forget what it was. Um, oh, what? a class is weirdly useful. Yes. Um, so, mm, 
that's a good question. So like a lot of the music classes that I took in college, I use a lot. Yeah. Uh, Some of the ones that were like required and everyone had to take, obviously like I didn't end up using all that much. Like it's helpful to know a lot about like serialism yeah. uh, as a like historical thing that happened in music <laughs> right. or it's like, you know, when I, when I hear something, I'm like, Oh, that's Handel. <laughs> it's a weird focus on like 20th century music. Like, the amount of stuff I know about, like John Cage and Milton Babbitt and the likes. So I uh, I do music history with my choirs, and so this past week we did the 20th century, and I played for them the entirety of 433, middle and high school. And boy, is it fun to watch a bunch of middle and high schoolers squirm in four minutes and 33 seconds of silence. That's a good time. Yeah. They're very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that we listened to it in college? Because I... I, I did you listen to it before? Did you know about four? No, I super that? didn't. Did we hear it at the same time in uh, that our 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 advisor's class? I was trying to decide if I should say her name, and I'm not going to. Doctor W. Yep. Yeah. In um, that class, I'd heard about it before, but only in like the abstract. Okay. Um, but I hadn't ever actually listened to it, so that was my first experience. <laughs> Do you remember that guy that was in that class and then he got into like an intense debate with Dr. W yeah. and then never came back? Yeah. He like clearly dropped the class after that. Yep. That's I've never seen somebody rage quit a class like that guy did over 433. Nope. If you're not familiar with 433, there's a there's a composer named John Cage who in the 60s, 70s, somewhere in there. In the, in that era. Yeah. Right. Um wrote a piece called 4 minutes and 33 seconds and it might have been like the 50s or the 60s. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just four minutes and 33 seconds divided into three chunks of just nothing. Because right. it's three movements. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three movements of no music. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of different explanations of you know why this is important. Honestly, you can't really even listen to a recording of it because it's silence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to be performed in order for the full effect to be felt. It's like all of the acoustic audio the audio acoustic effect of like sitting in silence waiting with like a big group of people mm-hmm. which we can't really do right now <laughs> true um yeah but you like this could be performed over zoom it could yeah and then you then you have the like nuances of like people hearing stuff in their house but also people hearing like the little clicking sounds over zoom and they're like whoa what mm-hmm. And and it's silence, right? Because it's being performed. Mm-hmm. Though somebody over Zoom, I feel like the, the likelihood of someone like like, hey, sorry, I think you're muted. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's the, this is the thing <laughs> that becomes part of the performance. Yeah. How did we get onto this? Uh, usefulness of <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Surprisingly so yeah. Useful. So that that was really useful. Yeah. Listening to four thirty three for me because then I got to play it for children and watch them squirm in silence. Yeah. I don't like that I said it like that, but we're going to move past it. I think, a, you know, because I also was in the department for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a class that was surprisingly useful. It was a class that I knew was going to be useful, but I didn't realize how useful it was until afterwards. And this ties in with another class that I took that I took for fun and I've ended up being one of the most important classes I took. But the, the first class was uh, orchestration, arranging and conducting oh, with yeah. Dr. L. Yes. yes. Honestly, one of the best classes I could have taken it at Regis, like super, super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gave me a baseline for for taking all of the things that I've learned in like private study with like my, you know, in, in music school, you, you usually like take private lessons in an instrument 
or if your instrument is voiced and it's voice or some people are composition majors so they like are in a studio with like the person teaching them how to you know or guiding them through like the process of composition of like writing music either way right you sit there and you or you stand you know (laughs) depending on what your instrument is (laughs) you could Um, lie down on the floor i sometimes i have i've had i've done that in my like voice lessons what about if you're taking like a wicked keytar solo or something? I've, I've never taken keytar lessons. <laughs> I can say that. Ah, maybe well, you should get some. But so yeah, like I I took a lot of private lessons for a variety of instruments. Um, things beyond just what I studied, which were like voice and bass. The most helpful class was orchestration, arranging, and conducting. And at any other school, it would have been three different classes. Right. Um, but I I think one of the advantages of teaching them all together, I don't think that any reputable music institution would do that Mm -hmm. but i i do understand that like one of the weird quirks that comes out of that is like they they feed directly into each other in the classroom and you kind of learn right like i wish i could have learned more about conducting by itself Mm -hmm. but one of the beautiful things about learning conducting uh, a piece that I also was arranging and orchestrating was how those things immediately tie into each other in like the modern landscape of music, which is a thing I've had to like, even if it wasn't something I wrote, like if I'm leading a group through something and it's something that I'm on the fly arranging, which is something I feel like I do at my job now. Mm-hmm. And I've done in, in other situations, right? Where you take the work or whatever, whatever song or piece you're doing. Um, and even if I'm not leading, like, being able to say like, oh, I can take this part or I can, you know, give this part to somebody else or whatever. I can change what I'm doing to like be a better musician for the situation to do the most with whatever group of people or instrumentation we have. Um, I feel like I've done a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that like when you and I have played in like our like jazz group together, that's come up a lot is like, oh, well, you know, who's going to comp for the solo or whatever? Like, are we going to have, like, backgrounds? Like, what is this going to sound like? What is this going to feel like? Who's taking the solo? Like, making those sorts of decisions in the moment that best serve the song mm-hmm. um, or the piece or whatever you want to call it. That class, there was a lot of little skills that we learned. And also, like, knowing, like, oh, this the instrument transposes and that's what that means. And there was a lot of voice majors in that class. And I feel like they also learned a lot about what do instrumentalists have to do and deal with and that sort of thing. Yeah. That is important to like know and understand like what other people are used to and mm-hmm. like how to meet them there. It's also been important for like writing music is, you know, sometimes I'll come up with an idea and then I sit down and then I'm like, I want it to work for these instruments. And then I realize my idea doesn't work. So how, what are my tools to make the piece work with the instruments that I have or that I don't have or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, like parsing those out in a way that makes sense. Like, it's it's the little things that have made that class so worthwhile. Do you have any other classes that have been like super helpful for you? I have one that is super unhelpful for me. Ooh. I guess not it, not in like a it hurt me sort of a way, but just like a I haven't thought about it since. You want to know what it was? I think I might be able to guess. But Ooh. go wait, wait, no, no. I want to know what your guess would be. It was a one-on-one class. Oh no, no, not that. Okay. I'm, I'm going all the way back to high school for this. Oh, I have yeah. no idea. Calculus. because i was like oh i am good at math and i could get credit for this for college so i'll just take calculus and then i decided to be a music teacher and you know what music teachers don't need upper level math so yeah i haven't thought about calculus since then and i had some friends in that class haven't spoken to them since so (laughs) yeah oh no calculus really ruined your life yep 
you may quote me on that. I mean, you said it, but I, I can. I, can you say it so yeah, that I can quote you on that? Calculus really ruined my life. I, I want that on a t-shirt. Great. Let's make a t-shirt. Let's make a t-shirt. Yep. Can it say Wolf Horse on the back? Uh, or should that just be a different t-shirt? Okay, three t-shirts. Okay. One that's just a Wolf, Hor- t- wolf Horse t-shirt. One that says that. And then one that's a Wolf Horse t-shirt on the front with like a little like on like the little corner of the shirt says that. Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it's the quote. <laughs> okay. Uh, calculus really ruined my life. That's awesome. And then like a photo of like a wolf horse. So what does the wolf horse look like? I feel like we have to discuss logos and branding. Mm. Cuz I'm picturing like a like a black background with like a dark blue something, but I don't Ooh. know what the dark blue something would be. I guess it would have to be like part wolf, part horse or like a a wolf and a horse. An entirely new animal that looks neither like a like a wolf or a horse <laughs> except for that it has four legs. And they're all wearing shoes. Exactly. Yeah. The new animal is a human. Whoa. Whoa. It is brand new. It is brand new. As of however long ago? I don't know. Yesterday, maybe? Today? Yeah. Yeah. Today. Today. Today's the day. Today is the day. Am am I right? You're right. You got a question for us? Wow. Well, yeah. I just asked a question. You have a question from from the, the shareholders? Oh, you know... It's it's starting to dry up a little bit. Oh the, no! Our stream of questions from uh, shareholders. Well, shucks. Um, we've been getting a lot of uh, business inquiries. It turns out a lot of those are spam. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's spam on the internet? Surprisingly, yeah. It's not. It doesn't taste very good. How do? You <laughs> 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 uh, I like that better than the bit that I was gonna do. Oh, <laughs> let's just go with that. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> well done, A plus. <laughs> Thank you. Whoa, the teacher gave me an A plus. I did. Wow. I. Do you want to know a secret? What? I give a lot of A pluses, like a lot. I feel like that's something I expect with like a high school music teacher. That's fair. Yeah, and like especially middle school music mm-hmm. teacher. Yeah. Did you ever get anything less than an A on uh, a private lesson? No, I sure did. Really? Yeah. Was it? Was it? Was it your piano lessons? No, no, oh. no. I'm pretty sure I got less than an A, but that like not surprising. I think I got B's what? for showing up. Okay. Yeah, I think Andy Lee was very generous <laughs> with his grading with me. He might have also given me an A one of the semesters. Okay. Yeah, I uh, really respect that man and what he did. <laughs> To be fair, I am a significantly better pianist than I was before that class. Well, that's good. Um, oh, let's talk about a, a class. Another, I have a, another another class that fundamentally one of the most important classes I took in undergrad was my jazz piano lessons. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Because I I feel like we covered way more than actual jazz piano. Like like he was like, oh, you're taking piano lessons with uh with Andy. Cool. We're, I'm not gonna worry about teaching you like the fundamentals. Might have been a mistake. We should have. <laughs> Andy was like, oh, I have the, the the hardest part. But I like his, the way he shaped like my approach to jazz and to like contemporary music in general, like looking at chords, understanding chords and context of like melody and harmony and rhythm. And then also using that to construct, um, again, orchestrations and arrangements of tunes that already exist. Like I spent a whole semester and I like didn't touch a piano, but instead we worked on like turning melodies and harmonies that already existed into full arrangements of songs. Oh, that's um, cool. that could be played. Wow. Yeah. Were they ever played? No. I have people that I can blame for that, but I won't. Right. Do you still have them? I have some of them. Yeah. Nice. I know that some of them are on like a different computer, 
But at least one of them is on like a flash drive. Ooh. Yeah. I think they might be on, on like Sibelius, which I don't have access to anymore, but that's fine. Yeah, gotcha. They, oh, I have some PDFs. I have some PDFs. Okay. Yeah. But like learning how to, you know, turn musical ideas into music was really important. And then also learning how to like teach myself stuff, like like giving me like an inside structure into how jazz fundamentally works from like a player's perspective beyond simply like theory, giving me the theory to be able to like work on things on my own. Yeah. Which is not a thing I necessarily got in bass lessons, right? There wasn't necessarily a thing I got. It definitely wasn't a thing I got in like voice lessons. Right. Um, not a thing I got in theory, um, but 100% something I got in that like one-on-one lessons with this professor. Nice. Yeah. Also, a deep appreciation of Muse score. Oh, dude, I love Muse score. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what Muse score is, it's a, it's a music notation software that is free. Super free. That I use all the time. I th- it, that's what I use now because of this professor. Mm-hmm. And there's there's reasons for that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. What's a movie that you don't mind rewatching? <laughs> so, uh, in my in my youthhood, I really watched the movie School of Rock a lot of times. Like, a lot of times. And it's ironic that now that's, like, kind of my job. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's an easy movie to rewatch. It is. It yeah. is. But also... Uh, you know, this was when I was like 13, 14, maybe 15. I can't imagine how sick my parents must have been of that movie. Like, it was to the point where I could probably quote, like, most of it front to back. And, like, did I need to watch that movie that many times? Probably not. But I definitely did. And, yeah. So that's one that I probably won't watch anytime soon again. Even though the last time I watched it was probably, like, more than five years ago, maybe. Whoa. I just feel like I've kind of hit my quota for this decade and last decade that's fair that's yeah. that's totally reasonable yeah but more recently some go-tos are like emperor's new groove i'll always watch that um the prince's bride would always watch that yeah um i recently just rewatched treasure planet i feel like we talked about this recently on the yes podcast. a couple of weeks ago yeah but yeah. it's still good still would watch it again if you if you ever want to watch that sometime we could watch that yeah, okay i'm, done. Yeah, cool, cool. I'm always game great um yeah, that's a good one. The Lion King, not the new one, but like the old oh, one. Yeah, yeah. That's I like that one. That's a good movie. I watched the new Lion King um to impress a girl. Did did it work? Like way more than it should have. <laughs> did you watch it with her or did yeah, you just like with with her. Okay. With her. Like cool, we cool. went to like a movie theater back when that was like a thing that people did often. Right. And um, we watched the new Lion King um in the and there was more dates after that. Great. Yeah. Did how did you like the movie itself? It was fine. Okay, yeah, that's kind of where I, I'm at too. I I didn't dislike it. That's the thing. It it just felt like the it, part of the thing is the the CGI, the you know that that's what it's called, right? CGI. I think so. Yeah, it wasn't great, mm-hmm. or like it was like photorealistic, and that's the problem. Yeah, I would have loved something that didn't feel like actual animals, right? Because um, it kind of was off-putting. Yeah, um, they're talking and singing. Yeah. Now, do I want something on the level of the movie Cats? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants no. anything on the level of <laughs> no. the movie Cats. <laughs> nothing is, nothing else is possible on, on the, that level of yeah. the movie Cats. What were we talking about? Movies I, we would rewatch. Movies you yeah. would rewatch. Other movies that you would rewatch. Honestly, I feel like it's been long enough. I would maybe consider rewatching Cats. Whoa! Yeah, just because I know that it was bad, and I'm maybe down to see something bad again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
The Room, I feel like, is an easier rewatch for you. I just watched that recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I showed my girlfriend. She had never seen it. Now she's seen it. Now I can say all the references. And she gets it. Did she enjoy it? I think so. Okay. I mean, I think she was... Also, we watched it on YouTube, and uh, and it was edited for content a little bit. Like, you know, the like Whoa. the duplicate sex scenes in the beginning? Those were mm-hmm. cut. And, like, the, uh, the uh, awkward, like, kissing on the stairs scene was also cut. Ooh. Yeah. So... I felt like, you know, that was like part of the like meme ability is like, oh, we're going to have two sex scenes that are 15 minutes apart and clearly are just the same one copied and pasted. Yeah. 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 So I felt sad that she missed out on that. But the rest of it was there. Uh, what are movies that you would rewatch? I really enjoy, <laughs> for whatever reason, movies that uh, document uh, the period of time during which the Watergate scandal was broken. <laughs> uh, specifically, I, I have a poster in my room. It was given to me by a roommate. It was a poster in his room before that. Uh, and then we stopped being roommates, and he gave me this as like a parting gift. But it was it's a poster of the movie The Post with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. It's an incredible film. I really enjoy it. I haven't watched it since I rewatched it the first time. So I've watched it twice. Okay. Great movie. Highly recommend um, the, the, there's the classic film about the breaking of the Watergate scandal by the Washington Post. Uh, I don't know if you remember All the President's Men. I don't. I don't know if I do. Yeah, I feel like I can rewatch All the President's Men. Uh, it, yeah, it's a it's an, a really incredible film with some really incredible actors. It's a very dated film. It's from the eighties. Um, yeah, it, it's it's but it's enough. It's so important in 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 who I was as a young person. Like I really thought I was gonna be a journalist because of all the presidents men. Wow. Like I really thought I was gonna be like a hard hitting like newspaper reporter, and I was gonna meet some guy in a parking garage whose name was Deep Throat. But the whole reason for it was because he was gonna give me secrets about what presidents Nixon Nixon's men were doing. How did that go for you? Um. Are you a journalist now? I'm not a journalist. I well, I guess it depends on how you define journalist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, I'm not a journalist. Um, but I have a, such a deep respect for what journalism is and should be. I you know still have aspirations for print media. I think it's the form of media I trust the most. Why is that? Is it because it's like you can hold it? No, no, no. I think that like objectively, newspapers. And I'm besides like giant media conglomerate newspapers. So like the 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 Washington Post, the New York Times, they uh, are more susceptible to like real, genuine, actual bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and so are like, but so are cable like news organizations. So, mm-hmm. um, I feel like when it comes to news that I trust, oftentimes like big big stories are broken first by newspapers local newspapers are invested in the communities that they serve and so they end up having to do more work to actually bring news to the forefront and so when when actual news is put on the news most of the time it's just recycling of big stories that were originally being you know investigated by newspaper journalists huh Newspaper media obviously is under a lot of pressure because of digitalization, and so they're you know it's it's a giant change. But the press has always been important for like a, a free democracy. Right. I, I there's a lot of counties in the U.S. that don't have newspapers, like entire counties, and I like wow. that. That to me is one of the things that I'm like, if I had the money and if I had the means, like I would start a nonprofit. This is like, let me give you an actual proposition. Okay. Starting a nonprofit who only focuses on training newspaper journalists to work in 
some of these counties, because some of these counties are rural, they're smaller, they maybe don't have as much money, they don't bring in a ton in terms of like taxes, mm-hmm. but stories happen there. Like news happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Think like their communities need to know about what's happening in order to be you know properly represented, to hold people accountable when injustice is present. Yeah. I want to fund the training of newspaper journalists to go and, and start up newspapers in these communities. And then the second phase of this operation is turning it into a, cause I don't want it to be a media conglomerate that owns, you know, the rights to these newspapers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want to provide them the funds that they need to get started and then have it be like a mutual aid network, almost like a co-op. Okay. Right? The newspapers, don't owe each other they in terms of like there's some boss that they all have to work for it's they try to be as self-sustainable as they can and then when they can't they help each other with funds okay that's what i would prop up it's not owned by one person it's not owned by a corporation it is a community like a co-op i think is like the best like the best form of what i'm thinking of okay yeah, but it's it would be like journalist owned. It would be, um, yeah, worker owned print media. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, wow. And this model, if it's successful and we can make it work, part of it would work on like investment. Like people would like donate and invest in our media. Probably not invest. I think donation is like the form that we would do this in. Mm-hmm. The nonprofit would take the funds and then you know give it to whatever of these local newspapers needed. In order to make it to the next year, to pay their staff, to be able to continue to upgrade and, um, you know, the materials that they need and and that sort of thing. And newspapers, I mean, even today, newspapers do significantly more than just newspaper. They also do photo, they do video, they do web, they do social media, they do radio, podcast. They do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think independent news organizations are the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, supported by other independent news organizations. That's my, if I had money and time, that's what I would do. That would be really cool. Yeah. That or open up a guitar shop. Ooh, you could do both. I could do both. Yeah. Uh, again, I need money and time. Right. Yeah, those are those are two things that are hard to have. Yeah. And hard to keep once you have them. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if I won the lottery, then... Then you'd have one of those things. That's why I... Vote for me to win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the voting lottery. The voting lottery. <laughs> Harambe wins every year. Ah, oh, dang it. Nah, man. So those are movies that we would rewatch. So those are movies that we would rewatch. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's other movies I'd rewatch. I, we, well, I rewatched Step Brothers with you. That's right. Uh, it was. It held up significantly more than I thought it would. Yeah. The Miyazaki films, like, I'll rewatch Spirited Away. Ooh, My yeah. favorite is Kiki's Delivery Service. That is a good one. It's um, like nice. It's nice. It's yeah. it's very wholesome. It's about growth, and they like that's a top. That, it it just feels warm and fuzzy. It feels like a warm like bowl of soup. Yeah, feels good. So that was not the first Studio Ghibli film I'd ever seen. It was probably like the fifth or sixth one, you know. And so you know that part where she goes and like meets like the two old ladies that are like baking a pie or something. I could have sworn that they were going to be some like nether horrors or something that were like disguised as old ladies and the pie was going to be like a poison like death pie. And I was like, do not, 
go in the house. And then they ended up being like normal, regular old ladies. And I was like, I feel like I've been duped by like, you know, the Princess Mononoke and, and oh, Spirited Away Spirited stuff, Wayne. you know, yeah, where yeah. like everything is secretly like creepy and weird. Yeah. Uh, and then and then those two old ladies were just actually nice old ladies. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 weird how low key Kiki's delivery service is. Yeah, like a lot of the tension that exists at least early on in the film is like interpersonal tension, and you're like, oh, this is like an awkward situation to be in, mm-hmm. <laughs> more so than like everyone's in danger. Though it does have that. Yeah, yeah. but not in like an existentially like the world is going to be destroyed sort of a way. Yeah, in a more like realistic and like you know normal sort of a way though though i do love the like the world is going to be destroyed like yeah how do we deal with um humanity and capitalism and like unbridled greed and yeah and worms on your skin and worms on your skin and and the dragon spirit of the river yeah um being turned into pigs oh man that happens christian bale in the year 2001 or whatever year that was wait who how's moving castle oh my gosh yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, a, a giant, fluffy being. Uh, what other princess? Remember Totoro? Is that what you were going for? With yeah. The giant fluffy? Yeah. Although that one, I feel like, is pretty on the level of Kiki's delivery service, where it's just, like, nice. It is pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I think that's the one I've, I have not seen in the longest amount of time. That's a nice one. There's a, I mean, there's there's a cat of, who's a bus. There's plenty of movies that I haven't seen. Right. But, yeah. Princess Mononoke is, like, pretty, pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Spirited Away is, like also like scary like you yeah like so much happens in it between like the very beginning and the very end like the tensions are so high the entire time that you're like whoa mm-hmm. uh nausicaa in the valley of the of the valley of the wind incredible film oh we should watch that okay um maybe not tonight but at some point yeah cool did you ever so okay so back in the days of the vhs tape I remember seeing ads on some Disney film for uh, a movie about a, like a toaster that maybe could fly, maybe. And it was like an a- anthropomorphic toaster that like went on adventures. Have you ever seen a movie about a toaster that went on adventures? Yes. Uh, what was it called? I don't know. And I feel like it may have been like back to back with an ad for Kiki's delivery service because I like have those two very closely oh. associated in my head. This is a brave little toaster. Oh, what a good name yeah. for a toaster. And it was like the, the toaster was anthropomorphic and there was also like a vacuum cleaner and like a lamp and a... Did you ever watch those films? Uh-uh. No, I just saw the commercials for them. They're, the Brave Little Toaster is... If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, um, the Brave Little Toaster is one in a series of films. Like, they go to Mars at some point. Wow. Yeah. They There's there's two or three films. Um, I watched a bunch of them as a kid. Nice. Do you remember enjoying them? Yeah. I do remember, like, a lot of anxiety while I was watching those films. Oh. I was like, oh, man, this is terrifying. Like, the toaster is in peril? Yeah. Also, why am I rooting for a toaster? Like, do I have to worry about my toaster doing this? <laughs> you know? Just, like, gets up and walks away and goes on an adventure. Like, because these films came out in, like, the late 80s and the late 90s. Okay. But, th- like, I rem- I watched them pretty early after they came out. So, like, the- maybe the year 2000. Okay. So, I was, like, four years old, three yeah. years old, maybe two years old. Whoa. Realistically, my understanding of the world is so, like, I don't know enough of the world to know that my vacuum cleaner won't come alive. Right. And also die. <laughs> like, the, the yeah, the fear that these creatures are going to die is... Hi. Yeah. That's stressful. That is stressful. Do you want to hear something funny about when I was a youth? So, yes. Uh, the fir- the very first 
time that I ever was old enough to like understand what an electrical like thunderstorm was where like the power might go out and stuff, you know, um, I was young, probably like three, four, somewhere in there. Um, and I don't really remember this, but supposedly I was worried that if the power went out, that we all as people would like die or like be frozen like the Tin Man in the Wizard of Oz or like cease to exist or something. Yeah. And I guess I was in like some real, like I, I was not having a fun time and my parents had to like console me and stuff. So yeah, that was a thing that I thought in my youth once. Wow. The end. Wow. <laughs> so that's my cool story. That's a movie that I would rewatch. The Brave Little Toaster? Yep. You haven't watched it. But I would rewatch it after oh, I watch it. You got me. You got me. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's the circle uh, of life, baby. The Iron Giant. <gasps> Dude, The Iron Giant. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. I would watch that again. Yeah, me for too. For sure. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Superman. Dude, I forgot about that movie. That's so good. Dude. Man. I think that movie needs... I think we have to watch that. I think that's next on our list. I think so, yeah. yeah. But also, the ending of that movie and the ending of uh, The Dark Knight Rises, it's like the same ending, you yeah. know? Because like, it's like there's a statue, and then there's like hope for the future, and then it's the end of the movie. I, I think there's like a scene at the very, very, very end of the movie. I won't spoil it. Right. I won't spoil it. Okay. Maybe off mic. Who's Mike? Exactly. Oh, Michael. Michael, get out from under there, Michael. <laughs> underwear. <laughs> you said underwear. <laughs> uh, that's how I laugh normally. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a Mario character. <laughs> Lario. Mario. <laughs> that was pretty La good. Luigi. La Luigi. La Luigi. Yeah. Lario. Lario. Yep. I'm Ha Horhiji. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Nope. <laughs> uh maybe. Okay. It's it's uh it's up for discussion. Great. Yeah. My contract is not with uh Sonic though, so I can't go over to Mario. Ah, uh, well, shucks. Not yet. It will be soon though. I'm up for renegotiation, so Okay. Great. Do you have representation? Because I for a low fee <laughs> oh. could represent you. In oh. your legal proceedings with the Sonic and the, I think I think I would I, I I'm gonna pay you to be my lawyer because I am being taxed and you know what they say, no taxation without Blue <laughs> representing you, Mister McNasty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um. Wow. Yeah. Hey, do you want to answer one more question before we? Why sure. We head out. That sounds great. Okay, this is gonna be a really e- really softball question. I feel like every time you say that. I don't have an answer. Um, Which we, is we can we can we can take a couple minutes to think about this if we need to. Okay. What video game should be remastered? <laughs> Skyrim. <laughs> uh, if you don't get it, it's funny because Skyrim was the last game that they released like twelve years ago. Yeah. And it's been like re-released a bunch of times. <laughs> Did people keep buying it? But there hasn't been a new game in forever. Yeah. Anyway. I totally seriously. Mm-hmm. I uh I would pay for a remaster of Metal Gear Solid 1 through 3. Okay. Yeah. The plot of 4 is so out there. <laughs> I mean, like the plot of the first 3 is absurd also. Um but I I'm, I'm really attached to specifically Metal Gear Solid 3 and it had the best graphics of the PS2. It's like unabashedly it's so late in the console's history and of its lifetime. 
but I would definitely pay $60 for a copy of a remastered Metal Gear Solid 3. Nice. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the games that I played, like, in my youthhood. And, like, some of them that I still play, like Star Wars Battlefront 2, yeah. always a classic. Um, that could use. I mean, that that, that there the, it it has been updated. It's true for PC, but that was. Have the, Do you want to play that in a little bit? Sure, let's do it. Um, but I feel like the the update it wasn't just like a a prettier face on the same game. I, like I feel like it's like a whole new game. Yeah, there's definitely like the mechanics of the game are the same, but like there's a whole m- lot more stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like if I want to play the old Battlefront, mm-hmm. I won't get the same fix from the new Battlefront. You know. I, I you'd be surprised. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've played it like once or twice before, and to me, it felt more Call of Duty e and less Star Wars Battlefront D. Okay, that's fair. But also, like, I kind of like the like nostalgia of like the graphics being bad, and like sometimes you fall through a building for no reason or whatever. You know, like yeah. I kind of I kind of like the old PS2 quirks. That's fair with things. I will say um, the remaster of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 was a godsend. They did that? Yeah. I didn't know that. I own it. Really? It's one of the most fun games I've, I've played. I'm so bad at it, and it brings me <laughs> immediately back to being <laughs> bad at the originals. Nice. With my brother. Oh, man. I was also <laughs> bad at the originals. <laughs> Do they still have the endless grind that you can turn on and just like always be on the railing for forever and ever? I think so, yeah. I, I remember that being yeah. a thing in the old one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing it on the Game Boy. Oh, dude. It was the absolute worst graphics. Thing. Yeah, I that, bet. It was a screen that was totally inadequate for this game, but I loved it. Yeah. I feel like that game would be hard without, like, a joystick. Like, just, like, uh, with the D-pad. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, it sh- for like sure on, was. Like I think it was Boy? 2D. Oh. Yeah. Like, Line Rider, but with a skateboard? Kind of. I don't. I well, I have to look up what it looked like because I don't remember. But I remember enjoying it way more than I should have. Nice. Yeah. What about Line Rider. Do you remember <laughs> Line Rider? <laughs> yeah. I made a really cool one one time, and I don't know where one saves one's Line Riders, so it's gone forever. I'm sure. But it was cool. It was neat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you you seen the video? Like was it's a pretty recent video of a line writer set to in the hall of the mountain king. Yes. Yeah. That is so good. excellently done. Yeah. I don't know how long they spent on that, but it must have been forever. Years, because it came out like a year or two ago. Oh yeah, fair They've enough. Been working on it for the last twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Is is there a video game that you would want remastered though? I don't know. Uh so like I know that they just remastered Kingdom Hearts, but I just played through like the old Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And. I thought it held up fine. Yeah. Uh, Graphics are surprisingly good. I mean, because it's cartoony. Mm -hmm. So it, like, doesn't need to be, like, photorealistic. Yeah. It's, like, nice that it's cartoony. Definitely. I hear that in the updated version, they added the feature where you can skip the cutscenes because that's the thing I remember most from the first, the original, was that you couldn't skip the cutscenes. But then also, part of me is, like, if you can skip the cutscenes, then, like, are you really earning it? That's, (laughs) like, that's a thought that I had, you know, because it's, like, you had to watch all those over and over again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely. I really miss the the first like, like Dragon Ball Z, Budokai one, two, and three were my jam. Okay. Um, playing through like the the storyline of Dragon Ball Z, like a video game format, I would, a hundred percent, love a remaster of it that like keeps the spirit of the original game, um. 
along those lines, Naruto Ultimate Ninja. <laughs> There's four of them, and the fourth one came out not that long ago, and also got an, like a like a DLC that was like the the new Boruto stuff. And I don't really care about Boruto. I don't. Everyone hates on it, and I don't think it's terrible. But I just like Naruto ended my like freshman year of college, and I don't really care about it after that. Yeah. Um. But I would if someone if they ever released one Naruto Ultimate Ninja. That's the four games, like, that's the the story of the four games compressed into one game. A hundred percent I would buy that. Nice. Yeah. I, I think I think stuff like that, where it's, like, here is the entire game in, like, a format that's easy to digest. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll put 800 hours into that for sure. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That'll be the video game I play in 2022 for all, like, the entirety of the year. Wow. I haven't even thought about 2022 as being, like, a real thing. Well, it's not yet. It's not. But I guess we're kind of we're kind of coming up on like halfway already. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Also, you know what? I feel like has kind of fallen out of like the the realm of what is cool and popular. What's up? All the Lego video games, Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Harry Potter. I feel yeah. like I haven't seen one of those in a while. My roommates were playing uh, the Lego Star Wars, the original one. Okay. Um, and that was a lot of fun. They were playing it on, like, the GameCube version for the Wii or, like, the Wii version. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a fun game. Yeah. I... <laughs> so this is embarrassing, but recently I meant to purchase, like, the original trilogy Lego Star Wars one, mm-hmm. and then I did, and then it... uh For for PS2, and then it came from Britain, and it wouldn't play on my machine because it was from Britain. Oh, no! So I just, like, never tried so again. So system locked? Yeah. Oh, or region locked. Yeah. Dang. Yep. So it was... That was a shame. But I'll see if I can find my copy of the PS2 Ooh, okay. Lego Star Wars. I'll uh, And if I can find it, you're more than welcome to play it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, man. Well, I think that's been a podcast. I think it's, it's been, been an hour and a half. Hey, do you want to end it with a jump scare? No, I think we should end it with the opposite of a jump scare. So just like, like, like affirmations. Uh, <laughs> you are good at whatever you're doing, probably. Hey. It's a hard time right now, and you're you're doing the best you can, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Also, send us an email at lukeandjorgepod <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Sign up for our newsletter. Yeah. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, lukeandjorgepod. You'll yeah. love it. We post things there sometimes. It's great. Um, any questions, comments, concerns can all be emailed to us at lukeandjorgepod at gmail.com. My name has been Filthy McNasty. My name has been Blue Danube. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.